0: Hey, hey, homebodies, what's happening? It's your girl, the Toe Lady, Rachel Presser, coming at you live from New York. And today we're going to talk about homeowners associations, or just shortened to HOAs. And yeah, so if you, you may not exactly have warm, fuzzy feelings thinking about homeowners associations, especially if you happen to belong to one. After all, some something like 53% of American homes actually belong to an HOA for better or worse. And, yes, yeah, so if you want to know, know you know, why some um, antagonistic entity in your life, you know, that is mandating that you, you know, have to constantly mow the lawn and paint, well, you only paint your house a certain color, you can't put this and that in your backyard, you can't do this, you can't do that, so many fucking rules for something that you supposedly own, yeah, they'll look no further than just good old-fashioned racism for why they exist. Yeah, yeah, whether you like it or not, that's why they're there. That's how HOAs got started. If you don't believe me, well, we're going to go uh, back to the past and examine how how these Byzantine entities came to be. So during the housing boom, right after World War II, you know, yeah, homeownership rates just started to really skyrocket, you know, as the soldiers were returning home and looking to start families and... We were starting to enter, you know, this economic boom boom time that was kind of unprecedented and not really repeated, especially this point in time. And so, you know, people, yeah, like you know, were you know, they were they were buying places up, but there but there was a lot more to it than that. There was a lot of social engineering involved within this home buying process and a lot of it was actually quite heavily subsidized um not just at the individual homeowner level you know with uh grants you know given you know to first time home buyers after all um you know the you know the tax code not only um you know came to incentivize this after you know the real estate lobby really pushed for this very hard, but you know look, I mean our elected leaders you start to see you know owning a home as being this bedrock of society and that um, we should center everything around the nuclear family, you know, yeah, with having, you know, this house in the suburbs as your, you know, as your base for everything. And you may think like, oh, come on, like, don't get political about this. But it is all political, whether you like it or not. It is, it was completely engineered that way. It didn't happen by accident or overnight. And HOAs um, began to spring out of this because in addition to these subsidies for homeowners at the individual level, grants were also given to, to real estate developers who were building these sets of homes en masse at the time. You know, I'm thinking about the Levittown houses, you know, how there's actually two sets of them, one in Levittown, Long Island, another one in Levittown, Pennsylvania. And they were like, yeah, they were just these, you know, these like, you know, these small ranch uh, tract homes that were, yeah, built precisely, yeah, for pe- you know, for people coming home from the war and that first wave, you know, of, you know, of, of um, of solid, you know, middle class, you know, people who de- like, which is, that 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 shit doesn't exist today. Um, while those houses are, you know, are not like overly expensive now, they're definitely worth at least like four to five times. You know, like what you know, when you peg for inflation, what they would have sold for, yeah, you know, like back in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, when they were first being sold, and um, and so the thing is with the way that the you know, with the way that these developers you know, were were laying out the land, they wanted to keep the quote unquote acquireables out, and because before this, you know, when you, if you were just a renter as opposed to a buyer, well what would happen was you would, get re- you would get redlined out of certain neighborhoods, especially if you were Black, if you were Asian, um, even if you were Jewish. Um, my This happened to my own family you know, about oh, not terribly long ago. I mean, like that's the thing. When you think about it, it is pretty wild how it really wasn't all that long ago. I mean, we're not talking like oh, you know, opening history books and like going back to like the 1700s, 1800s. I mean, this was... When yeah, like my when my grandparents were still alive and able to talk about this, my own grandparents actually got revlined out of the very condo complex that I live in now. That before it was condos, it used to be rentals, and Jews could not rent there. There was what was known as a gentleman's agreement not to rent to Jews, and that's actually what um what also helped um lay the groundwork for HOAs because. While with redlining, you could be a lot sneakier about it, because the nineteen forty-eight case, um, you know, Shelley versus Kramer, you know, basically said that if you were going you know, to buy a home, um having you know like these racist covenants so set by the developers was actually illegal and therefore could not be enforced. So if a developer, you know, yeah, like Levitt said, um, no, like yeah, like no black home buyers allowed. That was actually deemed unenforceable. However, the damage had pretty much you know, already been done, you know, bec- yeah, because, yeah, you know, these, these HOAs, you know, they, they got pretty gangbusters. You know, they didn't, if they didn't want you living there, you know, they would just go out of their way and make sure you couldn't live there. They would tell real estate agents, you know, yeah, like, not, don't show this, you know, to black or to Jewish homebuyers, whatever other group that they did not want living in the neighborhood, and in fact, it still happens today. I mean, there was recently, oh yeah, the whole expose about Long Island real estate agents um doing precisely that. They would show white home buyers far more properties. They would show black home buyers who had similar financials. Um, it's disgusting. It's wrong, but it still happens. And we have, and we definitely have this insular HOA culture to blame for that. Um, you know, that's definitely a big part of it. And yeah, because that was the thing. These covenants, you know, were put in by the builders um, because, you know, you, you couldn't... Because d- with, with renting, hey, it's a lot easier to turn a renter away because chances are they have far fewer assets than someone who is able to buy a home. And, yeah, you just throw them back out on the street. They go looking again. And with, re- with, whereas with Redlining, you could be a little sneakier about it. It was a lot harder to prove, just like how... Today, yeah, it's hard to prove, you know, institutional bias of say, you're applying for a job, you know, if they, if you feel, I mean, I know there's been, like, tons of different, Lego like, you know, studies about how people, you know, with similar credentials, you apply for the same job, and the one who had, yeah, like a, like, like a white suburban sounding name sooner got a phone call than someone who had a quote-unquote ethnic, ethnic name, and, yeah, it was a very similar idea here. You know, the, yeah, these um, yeah, these people would just you know say like, hey, we're not going to let you rent here, and then yeah, if you're looking for a place to rent, you would only get shown to certain neighborhoods. And then that was how that was how redlining worked, and redlining extends to other aspects of life, such as yeah, like the you know the redlined neighborhoods where all the quote unquote undesirables go, makes it harder to say have. Banks, grocery stores, um, medical services, and other vital things that a community needs. And this redlining is still happening even in digital form because, you know, yeah, you have a certain, you know, zip code or you're using a device, you know, like within a certain geo targeted area, you're only going to see ads for certain, you know, for certain jobs, apartments, and so on. And you're not going to see the same ad by, um, you know, if you're even just in a different neighborhood. I'm thinking about how it is here in New York, where you have a very palpable divide in Upper Manhattan. And, you know, you just go a few blocks between the Upper East Side and El Barrio. And you're actually probably going to see different ads on your your phone. Um, That's how that geo-targeting works. It's some pretty pernicious and scary shit. And, yeah, so... Today, we may not think, you know, of HOAs as continuing redlining practices of the 40s and 50s, although that's how they definitely began. We well, we tend to think of them more as, yeah, you know, these, like, nosy, busy bodies who have nothing better to do than to, like, practically go around with a yardstick, seeing if your grass is, like, you know, half an inch above what they think it should be. And... For that, you just, yeah, have, like, good old-fashioned capitalism to blame for that because real estate groups are, you know, are mostly behind, um, yeah, the HOAs, um, you know, that you know of today because they have a vested interest in keeping property values high, which helps keep property taxes high, and, you know, they sit on those zoning boards and make decisions for what does and doesn't get built, and... That's why my generation can't have nice things like those tract homes I just talked about. No, we don't get cute little tract homes that don't suck up tons of energy and cost like half our salaries to go maintain. No, we don't get those. And so buy this big honking McMansion that takes up a shitload of space... And basically, like, burns more coal than the Titanic does. No, that, that's what you're supposed to get if you're not just going to keep renting the same shitty little studio. And then they think that, yeah, this is what we want to go sign ourselves up for. So, yeah. Um, HOAs are, are terrible. Um, hopefully you can avoid them. Maybe um, it's the next thing that my generation is going to go take to our CIA black site where we kill things like, you know, chain restaurants, diamonds, and other other things that, you know, all the journos filled their diapers over us supposedly killing. Alright, so if you want to, you know, see more hot takes about history and housing policy, be sure to check out more of my work at Homestragosphere.com. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Homestragos, and I will catch you again next time.